smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. So Pelosi, this is kind of a big topic, and I'm not even sure where to go with this one. But as folks know, you know, Nancy Pelosi is running for speaker again. Uh, she may or may not be a little short. I think everyone thinks she's probably a little short of the votes right now uh, because a number of members, whether it was 15 or 18 or so, got together and signed a letter saying they would not support her as speaker. Some are liberals, but actually most of them are cons- more conservative Dems, I believe, right? Yes. Uh, there's the only one I can think of who's liberal. She's up in the in the uh, um, Cleveland area is Marsha Fudge. Yeah, I and even she's got issues. Being used as just a face. That's true yeah. on, on, on the on LGBT the rights stuff. bill. Isn't she bad? Yeah, she, she's, she is one of the only two Democrats in the House. The other one is Dan Lipinski, that pig from Illinois that we talked about before. We also need to knock out. But yeah, she is, she is one of the only – she is literally one of the only two Democrats in the House who have refused to support the Equality Act, which is the sort of omnibus LGBT civil rights bill. So not as good as I thought. No. <laughs> um, but she's, she's progressive on many other things. But, but so she's only not like them in that she's a woman and she's African-American. She's not like one of these white guys – um, you know, who's either a military veteran or from the Midwest or is sort of right. trying to throw out the kind of, we can take on Trump because we're the manly men thing. And the thing that pisses me off about all of it, besides the fact that they change history and aren't telling the truth about Pelosi's record, which is incredible. Um, I, you could make an argument she was the best during the time she was House Speaker 2006, 2010. She was the best House Speaker in 50 years in terms of what she got done. Um but but they're, they're being dishonest about her record to begin with. And the second part is is it's almost like classic Trump. They're these big tough guys, but they're coming from a place of fear, which is they've demonized Pelosi. And so we can't we can't defend that. We need oh, yeah. somebody who yeah. they can't demonize like that. They just ran. I don't know how many millions of dollars of ads, but let's call it 100 million for fun. Call it whatever the hell you want all over the, the, the country to try to stop Democrats from winning the House. They made it their business to target Nancy Pelosi in a way that only Hillary Clinton and, you know, and Obama when he's running for reelection. I don't know if any, any leader of the house has ever been targeted in this fashion uh, by this much money and whatever. And so she's got it. So I'm looking at numbers in front of me now, Hmm. the new uh, NBC news, the wall street journal poll. She's at a 22% negative. I'm sorry, 22% positive, 48% negative. Yes. Those are bad numbers, but we just went through a campaign where she was demonized like crazy. And look at what happened. We've now, we've picked up, there's a few things that could go either way still, but it, we're expecting to have picked up 37 or 38 house seats in a heavily gerrymandered environment where it could easily be argued we would have picked up 60 or 70. It, I mean, in states like, like Texas and, and, you know, and, and I mean, let's, let's just say this. We all saw what happened in Pennsylvania once they ungerrymandered it, right? I mean, right. The reason we picked up like five or something seats there in that state. What, what do you say to Even people more in, in bigger right. states, in gerrymandered Florida, Texas, you know? And, and but what do you say to people who say, "Yeah, but you're not taking into account the losses the last three years or so that she had." You know, um, two, two, yeah, 2014, 2016. You know, she um, so yeah, she won this one, but she lost those. Shouldn't we have won earlier? You know, doesn't it prove she's bad? Well, so 2016 is worth an uh, worth arguing. I think. 2014 is is uh, was a, a, a wave Republican year, and I don't even. I mean, I have to look at how many seats it was, but I think a lot of that again, where there was that was the first wave election post gerrymander. Right. You know, I mean, and so they had all these seats ripe for them to take when the first wave came along. Um, you know, and I'm not just trying to see all this through a, a, the the sort right. of positive Pelosi light. I would sit here and I would say 
I'm somebody who's argued on this show, and I believe very much that we need younger leaderships. I don't think people should be hanging around in general. Not everybody, but I think in general, you know, the, I think there's often a case, a case can be made that when you hit your 70s, certainly your late 70s or your 70s, anywhere in the 80s, I don't know if you're really in touch with what's going on as much in the country anymore. You tend to probably be, especially if you're in Congress, wealthier. You tend to be whiter. And you tend to be um, somebody who, who is not quite up to date on what the kids are doing. And I think those are all kind of important things. So in general, I'm a big believer in letting the next generation come along. But you're, we're sitting here right now. We're looking at you know some things you throw by the wayside during what you consider a national emergency. I mean, the next two years are going to be pretty damn important in what we're able to do to hamper, stop, and ultimately, hopefully, defeat Donald right. Trump if he's not sent to prison sooner than that. And I don't think we can sit around and rely that that on that happening. So, you know, knowing that, do you want to pick somebody who has no experience and put them in that position because just because they're younger, or do you want somebody who was able to pass legislation? I mean, get a progressive version of the ACA. And everybody, I know some of these people on the crazy left have been trying to blame Pelosi. No, folks, that was Joe Lieberman. And um, Ben Nelson and people like that in the U.S. Senate, you should look it up. Well, they're who, trying to they're trying to blame her for killing the public option. Right. Public option or Medicare 55 <clears throat> plus Medicare. That was Joe Lieberman who killed that. And Pelosi actually been, passed the public option of the House, which people were forgetting. Right. And the, and the option for 55 plus to opt into Medicare, we would have had that. It would have been in there, uh, except for Joe, Joe Lieberman. Lieberman. And so yep. we didn't have the votes. Yep. And, and so, I mean, so that's just not even true. But, you know, again, she passed cap and trade against all odds with a lot of at that time, you know, Democratic House members from coal states. You know, I mean, she what she did with the ACA, what she did passing the stimulus when not one Republican would give a vote on it. What she did well, passing the, the Dodd-Frank reforms. Well, I mean, what do you then what is it, Cliff? I mean, because I don't <clears throat> maybe maybe we're dealing with the weird age thing. And honestly, it annoys me because even with younger members of Congress, when they kind of sit there and they go, we don't get to be chairs because all the old people get it. Well, the old people don't get it because they're like, you know, they just got elected last year, but because they're old, Pelosi says, well, they're old, so let's give them a committee chair. They're getting the committee chairs because they've been there 30 years and they earned their stripes. The same reason, like, you know, you get to be, well, in principle, not anymore, right? But you get to be the head of the company because you've worked your way up for 30 years, even though that doesn't happen anymore. But you do get to be senior management, et cetera, right? That you work your way up. Mm-hmm. It's not like it, it, it just kind of that argument on its face pisses me off at that level because I'm like, yeah, you're new. And guess what? The rest of us went through a system where when you're new and you're young and you're in your 30s, you don't get all the top jobs, especially in a system like that where you've got to work your way up for decades. Sure. That's just the way it is. So like, I don't buy that argument. I'm trying to figure out what it is because legislatively, as you said, she's apparently, Pelosi's just apparently legislative you know, whiz kid as far yes. as getting legislation passed. And as we saw, like with the ACA, she actually got super liberal education passed, uh, le- uh, legislation passed. So why think that that's where she did they, best, what is it? Right. And I think that's where her best kind of strength is. So you brought up 2004. Like yeah. you can argue that she, that she didn't always max out on opportunities, even though we just did really well electorally. I don't think that that's where her, her strongest, her, her biggest strength is. You can argue Public speaking, she's not. She, I mean, she's good. Yeah. I don't think she she necessarily has the charisma of certain other people. I have, although I saw her speak, I think she's got a little bit of Hillary gathering and yeah. gathering about 30, 40, 50 people on the project I worked on. She showed up and spoke, and she was just indefatigable. I mean, I don't know what other term to use. Yeah. She's this seventy year old woman. She'd just been at, and I shouldn't even say woman, seventy or eight year old person. It doesn't much matter. But she'd just been at a 
you know, three other meetings, came to ours, spoke, left to go to the next one. Like, I don't intend if I'm a, yeah. if I'm lucky enough to be around, I don't intend to be nearly that active when I'm 78. But she's good line. in small meetings. I went to a small meeting with her too. She's good in small meetings, just like Hillary. Good in small yep. meetings, p- talks publicly, and you go, eh. And Hillary right. simply, I thought Hillary's public speeches were eh. But when she did these one-on-one things or even – Or even just a yeah. room with 20, 30 people where she felt comfortable. That's what I mean. You know? Much better. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, she's got – you know, she's raised a ton of money. Actually, so that that's, means- can I say that's one of the points they keep bringing up? She she's connected to money and she raises money and that's well, bad. I want to I want to ring these people's win. Necks. I mean, you know, like I, yeah. I I want I've worked on campaign finance reform. I want public funds to matching funds and all sorts of things. But you 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 know you you live in the world that we're in, not your utopia. The one we're in, lots of fundraising is needed or you'll lose. Yeah. Um, one of the big reasons we picked up all these seats was because we were out raising people. So what she did is incredibly important. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I need to look at everything. I'm a, I, you know, we can actually have more than one thought in our heads at the same time. And, and I can say, in general, I think our leadership needs to get younger. For this particular position, at this particular time in our history, with what we've got coming up over the next two years, I just, I can't fathom that somebody thinks that they're better suited for right. this. Right. And and then, I, and I, again, I will say the the sort of, you know, my my bet noir the thing i can't stand that which is the the you know the 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 playing this game if you want to call it that or fighting this fight out of a crouched position out of weakness well they've demonized her well guess what guys in the same poll i just read to you where her approval rating is 22 percent, mitch mcconnell's is 21 percent. do you see them jumping off of him right she's got higher negatives than him but again they just ran commercials across the country against her he still has a 36% negative. I don't think almost anybody was attacking Mitch McConnell in these campaign commercials. Um, so his his actual approval rating is lower, and it just shows he's naturally less likable. And he'll have an election coming up in two years in Kentucky, and I promise you there'll be a lot of ads hitting him. You know what I mean? Then let's right. see what he's looking like. But you don't see the Republicans all running and crying and being fearful. Here's the thing, folks. Fox News, Breitbart, we've talked about all this shit ad nauseum on this show. Pick anybody else. Any of these people up against her or anybody else you can think of, and then let Fox News and all the right wing little bots and nuts and RT and fucking Vladimir Putin and the rest of them go to work against them. And you see what their approval rating is in two years. Right. From now. To hear the rest of this episode, become a premium subscriber to the Unprecedented Podcast by going to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast. And with a $5 a month or more subscription, you not only support the show, but you get access to this episode and all of our premium episodes, including all of our great guests. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your support.